Listener Production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Bro, you know, scurvy absolutely decimated sailors for thousands of years back in the olden days. Mm. It's like um, Mervy decimated the uh, the English batting lineup for many years in the Australian cricket team. Merv Hughes. Oh, my God. Okay, so for years they didn't know how to cure, how to beat this terrible disease. And suddenly, lo and behold, the answer was right under their nose. The humble orange. All right? Yep. Just a little bit of Vit C is all you needed. All of these little, you know, wives' tails, all these sort of snake oils, they weren't working. You just need an orange. Well, now a new study has been um, mentioned in the news, okay, right, has been kind of released, saying that Australian-grown garlic demonstrates a 99.9% efficacy against viruses that cause COVID-19 and the common cold. It was claimed earlier this week, says sbs.com.au. <laughs> claimed. Yeah, well, okay, here they go. <laughs> The scientists and medical experts have raised concerns about the efficacy of the science behind these claims because the study has not been published Mm. and was commissioned by Australian garlic producers. Oh. A company that grows garlic and produces and sells a number of garlic health products. So they shared this study with the Doherty Institute Mm. who are looking into it and saying, well, yes, it's apparently working, but it hasn't been done in a medical trial with mm. humans. I think it's yeah. done sort of test tube vibes. All right. Well, look, fingers crossed, you know, hopefully garlic repels COVID-19 um, in the same way it repels girls uh, after I've had some in a kebab. <laughs> so if it could do it at that higher rate, then it's going to be You're going to be sailing. untouchable. <laughs> Absolutely untouchable. What about, what about this? I mean, if we wanted to get scurvy and COVID-19 yeah. at bay... We just have the old garlic margarita. <laughs> I mean, the chili margarita is all happening right now. The jalapeno margarita Spicy is on every marks. menu. Yep. But let's do the garlic marg. <laughs> that is very bold. <laughs> Not sure how they'll sell. But look, big show today. We've got the incredible Sean Zepps, who's been a guest in the past. Always an awesome chat with him. He's going to be popping on today. Uh, should we get stuck into it, Matt? Yeah, let's do it. It's all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, my hands are bloodied, my shins are bruised, (laughs) my skin withered. Oh, no. It has been a big week of moving in the Dyson household. Oh, my God. My back is hurting me. I'm so sorry. I haven't even thought about you this whole week. You must have been going through hell. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. I did not. You did not pop into my mind once this have you, entire... Have you watched Severance? Is that where work and home is like completely cut off? You, you do that to me, don't you? <laughs> I text no you outside point. of work. Who dis? That's you. I did not think, oh, gee, I wonder how Dice is going with his move. Not <laughs> once did I think about that. And you must have been in absolute agony. I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's a fair bit to uh, to get across between apartments. The bloody rent rise forced my hand. I said, stuff yous. I'm getting out of here. Um, but look, it went pretty smoothly. Myself did you get and my, my Myself and my dad, Ian Dyson, did enlist the help of uh, of two strapping gents who came along to help but. We did a lot of it ourselves. Like, I cleaned the oven for one. 
God, I don't recommend that. Was oh my scrubbing God. like a demon. Bro, that's, it's the worst job. It's the worst job. The good thing is, like, jobs that have a, a discernible difference between before and after, I get a little bit of, you know, it, it feels kind of nice. If they come back and say it's not good enough, I'm going to blow up. You know how they do that? We're not going to, we're going to withhold a little bit of the bond because it is like, oh my God, you absolute no, mongrels. But um, yeah, for one of, one of them, we did enlist the help of some removalists. They came in. How'd you go with the way, which remove, did you go direct to the company or did you use Airtasker? No, I've just found the removalist website. Okay. Interesting. Which was all right. Um, I said, oh, park here. He goes, that's a no standing zone. I'm like, yeah, but the loading zone is during covid the cafe extended their outdoor dining in the loading zone. So the only place to, for moving trucks to park is no standing. So he goes, if I get a fine, you're going to have to pay it. And I said, okay, I will. And he's like, deal. I'm like, okay, deal. And we had to shake hands on that first. But then they came in, took all the stuff out. That was very, very nice. But, but the funny thing was right at the end, right, I've got this really big mirror, a big mirror that doesn't go up the lifts. So me and my dad took the mirror down the original apartment staircase um, so that it wouldn't, they wouldn't have to do that. Sorry, you got a big mirror and you took it down the staircase. Me and my dad. Yeah, How Daddy many Dyson. Four on the mm, way out. Okay. The new apartment, I'm on the second level, so I've got to go up too. And because the mirror was the first thing on the truck, last thing off the truck, mm. right? So I say to dad, oh, right, we'll grab this and we'll take it up. And the rumors go, oh, that's, no, 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 don't worry about that. We'll take it up, the two flights of stairs, okay? And this is the good thing about this, very wide staircase. Original one. Very narrow. Well, there's a couple yeah. of dings on the walls. That's all right. We move on. This one, very wide. Not not as hard as as the way in. So they got it up in, and that's the end. We're saying goodbye. And it's like, oh, you'll pay the pay the cash now. Little bit of haggling over how many hours there was. But at the very end, he goes, oh, also, just because we use the stairs at the end there, it's $25 per person. And I'm whoa, like, okay. whoa, 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 one second here. Hold up, hold up. Me and my dad had the ends of the mirror. We're starting to move it up the stairs. Oh, they go, no. that's all right. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. So they took it out of our hands. <laughs> walked the two flights. They stole it, was, it from you. It, it took 40 or 50 seconds for them to get from bottom <laughs> to top. Maybe a minute. And at the end, they go, oh, and also, you know, because it was elevators the whole rest of the way. This is the only thing that didn't fit the elevator. Well, it's a stair fee, $25 per person. I'm like... Well, hang on. Whoa. If you'd said, no, 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 we'll take it for $25 each, <laughs> I would have said, don't worry about it. Me and Eden have got that. We'll meet you upstairs. Oh so he tried to haggle. God. And I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. I. The good thing was it was so laughable. It wasn't tense because I just laughed at them. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man. I was like, and like no, I'm like, nah, that's it. I'm I not. can't believe you did, because I, I picture you to be someone who would not confront in that situation. I'm very proud of you right now. But also Dyson. they said it was for five hours, and I was like, no, nah. well, they say five hours because they have put an hour on the end to get back to the depot. Right? I'm like, right. no, 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 five hours, look, fine. It was about four and a half. I'm like, whatever. The guy on the phone called me, told me 129 an hour. It ended up being 140 hour. I'm like, fine. And then at the end, to put that little spicy <laughs> cherry on my moving cake, I laughed and then shut the door behind me. And then I realized, oh, wait, I, I forgot to get them to give me back the keys because they had to buzz themselves in. So then I walked out. I'm like, actually, can I get the keys back? And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a hostage situation. It's like, yeah, you can get the keys for $25 a person. <laughs> 
they walk like, back up the stairs to give yeah, you the keys back. Yeah, That'll I, be another fitty thank you, bruv. <laughs> Luckily, they just gave it back and it was all over. But the good news is I am in, I am away, hey! and um, I'll have many more stories from the new digs uh, very soon, I'm sure. Amazing stuff. Well, let's get the show going. Hey, this is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Well, we telegraphed that it might be uh, poking its head back out of the podcast wilderness, and uh, I think it is, Matt. You ready? Let's do it. It's time for Name That Tang. Got to name the thing. Uh, No, 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 no. You're not naming the thing. You're naming... Dat Tang. All right. Well, if you if you are prepared to name Dat Tang, um, then <laughs> please you. get in touch because we have crumb bags to give away. Now we don't have someone on the line today because it's the first episode. We're uh, using this as a as an advertising um, marketing campaign for you to get. Give us your number, Matt.n.alex, or chuck it in mattandalex.com.au so you can jump up and name something. Uh, Matt, Matt O'Kine, <laughs> can you please tell us what? cryptic nature people are going to be having to name. Well, originally it was just named that movie uh, and I was using emojis to name, to make you figure out what movie I was referring to based on um, the, uh, the, the the emojis, the emoji sequence that I was putting out. Okay. Now, of course, this is an audio format. So not only was I using the emojis, but I was having to explain the emojis <laughs> Could have been why the segment <laughs> faded into obscurity, but um, it's back. We did but get a request. people begged, Daiso. They begged. Uh, they groveled. Yep. They used and, the little emoji with, you know the, what? I with the hands good... together, please. That's it. And you know what? I respect a good grovel. I respect a grovel. And so Mate, that's why it is back. The squeaky oil gets the, no, the squeaky, gr- the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. And the squeaky and oil those... doesn't get anything. <laughs> There is no squeakier wheel than a Matt O'Kine podcast segment. So when you're ready, Matty, let's uh, name name a thing. Name a tang. Okay. For, oh, and so, by the way, it was named that movie, but now we're just opening up to anything. Yeah. Could be anything. So that's why it is now named that tang. Are you all right, here we go. Are you looking at your emojis, Alex? Yeah, I just want to make sure I know what, I'm, what he's on well, about. Well, all right. Let me get okay. my phone. Oh, so... <laughs> Bron versus Alex Dyson here today. Have we got a little bit of music? Have we got a little bit of... Uh, I've got a little bit of music for you, mate. Okay, here we go. Round one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I round... thought you were about to say a round circle or something like that. <laughs> no, the no, first no. Round, round one. In named out time. We have a fist emoji. Okay. Okay. We then have a large boulder or stone. Is it the fist up with like reaching to the yes, sky? Yes, Solar, it doesn't fist matter. Or the it fist doesn't... down, which is like a yes, fist bump. Yes, it's, it's either one of those, but it's a fist up. I use the fist up, okay? Okay. Now then we've got a big stone or boulder, and then we have a little baby. <laughs> All right. Fist. Hard rock. And, oh, no. And <laughs> a little baby and a bed. Fist and then stone. What stone? I've only got a curling stone. I've got an Easter Island head and I've got a diamond. No, it's a big stone. It's just a big, bouldery stone thing. Oh, yep. 
I've found Okay, so you've I've got the fist, yep. a big, big boulder, then you've got a baby and a bed. A baby in a bed? Or I a mean, baby it, then a bed? That might be what I'm trying to convey. You've got the fist, the boulder, and the baby in a bed. And this can be Where's any the baby day. in a bed emoji? <laughs> It's not a baby and a bed emoji. It's a baby emoji and a bed emoji. And a bed emoji. But I want okay. you to look at those two things as being together. Um, uh. Baby and bed. Um, All right, I'm going to give you some what? clues soon. Okay, hand rock. Bed. The baby. Uh, something about sleep. Rock the baby to sleep. Oh, oh. Head. It's a mo- it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, so it is named that movie. <laughs> You missed this round it is, yeah, but go on, you're so close. Um, Three. Head rock, baby sleeps. Two. Hey, rock. One. Rock the baby to sleep. Baby, rock me to sleep. School of rock, baby. It features Rebecca De Mornay. Who's Rebecca De Mornay? Julianne Moore. I know Julianne. All right, it is. Time is up. That's right. I was talking about the 1992 movie, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. On to the next one. Never heard of that. <laughs> 1992 movie starring okay. Rachel DeMorbo. The, <laughs> hand, the hand rocks. The baby in the bed. The cradle. Yes, thank you. Okay, now. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Name that oh, thing. This is a person. Okay, I should be okay. clear what yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, better. that's much that's better. Yeah, Name better. that thing. <laughs> 1992 <laughs> movie starring Julianne Moore that none of us have heard of, even not in emoji form. Okay. Okay. This one is yeah, a person. Why? Every now and again, you're like, why did we stop doing this segment? <laughs> okay. You forget. Round number you two. You romanticise it. You're back in it. You're like, oh, man. Okay. Round number two. Here we go. We've person. got the, the... It's a person, okay? Okay. Now, first name is... Can you, you hold it up to our screen. Have you got it written in? I've, don't, I hate looking for these emojis in my phone. No, no, no. Okay, look, I'm just going to describe it. Mm-hmm. The sun coming up over the city. Yep. Right? And a VHS tape. Okay? Se- last name is... A uh, red, a yellow and black striped flying insect, and wait, sorry, what was the second emoji? A string. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sun over city. Sun over, Sun city. over city. VHS tape. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. Then yellow and black flying insect. Yep. the insect. Yep. And a street or road style emoji. Okay, uh, I was going to say Justin oh. Bieber. No, it's hey. Okay, okay. You're you're not you're not far away. But I don't know about the sun. Just Sun Bieber. <laughs> no. Um, no. So the sun the sun is coming up over the city. What is that? It's the opposite of when set. the Rise. sun is going down. Right. Uh, set. When the sun isn't there. Rise. What is it? Race. What time? Right. What t- what time of the dawn. dusk? Dawn. Oh, dawn. close. Dawn. More broad. Broadly. <laughs> Dawning Fraser. <laughs> Dawn Fraser. Dawn Fraser. It's, it's David B. Lane. David Blaine. Day David B. Lane. <laughs> oh my god. The magician <laughs> and illusionist David Blaine. He's not an actor. A David. I didn't say it was an actor, I said as a person. Uh, 
David, David B. Blaine. Lane. <laughs> that was weird because I was thinking of someone that had B as in the word in their name. I was no, trying you're to right. get Michael B. Have. Jordan into there. Okay. David no, no, no. B. Lane. <laughs> Awful. Awful. <laughs> Okay. I want to what play this game, but with someone else making them up. Please. No, okay. Okay. Finally. Uh, what about this? What about this? You got one more. One more. Last one. Here we go. This is a song. Tiebreaker, Bron. It's zero zero after two. <laughs> this is a song. This okay. Is thrilling. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We've got a genie. Genie in a bottle. A sheep. And um, the strong arm emoji that is connected to. Someone a smiling a smiling emoji, um, uh, no, no, actually a, a strong arm emoji that is connected to uh, a little emoji with bandages wrapped around their head. Okay, okay? they're they're okay. feeling they're feeling healthy. See what I'm saying? They're feeling healthy. They've got the strong arm what? and they're they're they're, 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 they're bandages, on the mend, which means that. They're on the mend, okay? So we've I got a you, genie. I reckon you go bandages, then strong arm if someone's recovering. Okay, that, we've it's got, like, I was strong, then I got hurt. We've got genie. We've got a sheep. Not a ram. Not a ram. Okay. okay. A sheep. Um, genie. And someone who's on the mend. A little emoji with the strong arm and the uh, smiling bandages. Um, what do genies um, give you? What, uh Wish, oh, wish you, you well. were well. Yeah, that's it. Bron's got it. <laughs> Bron has done it. Yes. Yes. How about that? Bernard's fatting. Wish <laughs> you well. Yes. Uh, was the one. Hang on. Can I just check? Check this. Where did the sheep come in? You. You. E W E. Yes. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Wish you well. I had well. wish you, but I didn't do well. So there's no well emoji as in like the the hole with water in it. No, I looked. I really yeah, trust damn. me. I really looked. <laughs> there is no well emoji. I, I thought there was in my head. I was like, there's surely a well emoji, but I don't think people are talking about wells enough in their messages to warrant well, it. They truly should. Uh, <laughs> it would have made this segment a lot easier. All right. Well, look. Thank you for being a part of <laughs> Name That Thing, and uh, we hope. You would register for the next version of this uh, game. Are we doing win- this again? Oh, yes, we are. I don't know. This, I mean, it's gone for ten minutes. I don't know how. That's because you guys are bad at it, <laughs> <laughs> right? It would go a lot easier if there were some pros out there, which I was dealing with. Okay, I'm going to do amateurs. I'm going to do a a pot emoji next to a kettle emoji, uh, <laughs> <laughs> next to a, uh, a, a queen of spades. <laughs> Okay, well, look, you register your details with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram. We would love to uh, have you compete to win yourself a crumb bag. I smell toast. Well, Matt, very excited to be chatting to a good friend of All Day Breakfast now. He's joined us for his podcast in the past, Come Out Wherever You Are, and we're very excited to be chatting about his new book, Not Like Other Dads, which navigates the uh, the interesting world of same-sex parenting. Sean Zepps, hello. Hello. Sean, um, you are a proud father of two twins. Fact. Um, 
bringing up your kids, you get to a certain age where they start becoming quite self-aware mm. and they compare themselves to other kids in the playground of daycare, etc. What was the first conversation like when they uh, realized that they had two dads and some others didn't? There was like a year period that I write about in the book where my concerns inspired by my childhood, I started thrusting it on them. I was like losing sleep and having nightmares about these moments of my children coming home and being like, I've just discovered that everyone else has a mom and a dad and I'm the only one. And I literally was losing sleep like every single night. And then there was this uh, for about a year. And then there was this week period where all of a sudden the universe started kind of bringing people into my children's lives and a woman doing our laundry and a barista at a cafe and a little girl at a playground that just like, you know, dropped it in their lap. Where is your mother? Uh, the children would say, we don't have one. We have two kids, uh, two <laughs> dads. Uh, and then those people out in the universe responded with negativity. Uh, one woman said, well, everyone has a mom. So where's yours? Like really pushing back. Oh. Another one was like, that's oh so God. sad. You deserve to have a mom. Oh my God. But there was specifically a little girl who stared at my daughter and welled up in her eyes and said, I wish I had two dads. <laughs> and it was this like powerful moment of basically looking at the generations above us, like our generation and above these two women that they were met with kind of negativity and pushback. Mm -hmm. And then the future, which is this little girl who doesn't have any ideas about social constructs or gender identity or the social politics that go along with marriage or having children they're just looking at a little girl and trying to get to know her. And when they're met with new information that here's this little girl, like my daughter, Stella, who has a different family makeup than the rest, it's not met with the hatred of, of adulthood and what we bring to the equation. And so in that moment, I just kind of came to terms with the fact that a lot of the stress and anxiety I have, and maybe even you two have, just knowing the reality of the world we live in, wow, it must be hard for Sean's kids. The truth is the world has changed a lot. Kids are have a lot more access in the media, television, music, to people who look like me. And their parents are doing a much better job of making sure when they talk about what's possible, they're giving options. Mm. So I think more and more and more kids are aware. Yeah, families come in all shapes and sizes. The normal is definitely a man and a woman. And you're going to see that 90% of the time. But every so often, you're going to meet one mom or two dads or two moms or grandparents raising a kid. And that's okay, too. And it seems that our generation of parents are doing a really good job with younger. And so I'm not as concerned as I was before having kids. Yeah, it's interesting. Matt and I might have experienced something similar growing up. My mum passed away when I was four. And so when people would throw things like, didn't your mum ever tell, tell you not to do this? Or didn't you, uh, you know, do this? You would sort yeah. of have that awkward feeling. And you have to, you know, say a different thing. It's that kind of assumption coming into it that I think is, is slightly evolving over the years. Yeah, you're right. Totally. I write in this book about a bunch of stories like that. I didn't want it to just be a book for gay parents. I wanted to make it clear that there's a script that exists. It is 10,000 years in the making. It's every book that every parent for the last however many decades has picked up and read. It's what gets us to accidentally trip into uh, family roles that don't make sense for us, right? Woman mm. stays at home. Woman does laundry. Woman cleans up. Husband goes to work. Husband must do lawn. Like, husband must fix things. 
And it just happens to us unbeknownst to us, right? Because it's just what, what we see and what we know and what our parents did. But there are so many families, not just queer families. That script doesn't work for them. Maybe they're doing it alone. Maybe their husband's in a wheelchair. Maybe they're an interracial couple. Maybe they are beautiful people from who don't speak English. It doesn't matter. There are so many people who go on this parenting journey and they pick up that script and they're like, oh, shit. This doesn't work for me. It doesn't make sense. I feel left alone. Obviously, for us, we were confronted by a much more aggressive reality, which is on top of it not working. There are a lot of people who don't want you to even have a right to do it. But really, the, I wanted to paint those pictures that you're talking about. The person who lost a parent, the woman who did IVF, who doesn't feel connected to her child, someone who adopted. And that's kind of sprinkled out. So it's really sure it's not like other dads with a little rainbow asterisk, but it's really just anyone who doesn't feel like that script makes sense for them. And I mean, you've got a boy and a girl uh, as your twins. And obviously with two dads, do you have a, do you have a focus on your daughter having a female role model at all, or to lean into any kind of gender specificity or societal specificity, if that makes even makes sense. Or do you raise them both in a kind of non-gender conformist way? I'm really glad you asked that question because my point of view sits probably far away from where you would expect it to. When I was younger, very flamboyant kid, um, musical theater, everything you would expect. I am a carbon copy of the like painted boy in movies that is a young queer kid. <laughs> but I had a very masculine father and a very masculine brother. And I had a family of athletes who all went to college to play sports. Um, and here I was the like black sheep, the very rainbow sheep in this family. <laughs> And I started playing football because I wanted to connect with my dad or gridiron, I guess, mm -hmm. as Aussies would say. I played lacrosse, soccer, baseball. I really just wanted to figure out a way to connect with my parents. And through that experience of like leaning into what I think we could all agree is a pretty stereotypical thing. Boy plays sport or boy plays most physical sport he can to, a, you know, to be as masculine as possible. I found a lot of myself in that experience. I found out what it meant to be a man. I connected with guys. I came out of the closet and the football team supported me. And so that really shaped the way I parent today, which is sure, we live in a world where we, if we can, we should give our kids options. We don't need to just thrust a stereotype on them. The second your daughter comes out, you don't have to just throw a pink tutu on her. However, I believe, and my husband and I agree, that giving them access to gendered experiences does have some benefit. When I was a young boy in the dance class, I saw that there was a special experience amongst the young girls together and doing their hair and getting dressed up and getting out there and becoming the prima ballerina. And I would hate to rob that from my daughter if it's something that she wants. And so for us, what we do is the same thing my parents did. You have access to everything. I'll let you do anything. But... I do want you to be surrounded by other people who were born with a similar gender that you identify to right now. If you want to continue down that path, fantastic. But for me, it was such a fundamental part of what it meant to become a man, even though I am gay and even though I am feminine. And so, yeah, I do lean into stereotypes sometimes. And I do have my daughter in ballet and my son in karate mm -hmm. so that they can kind of figure out what it means to be human through the lens of their gendered groups you know, that is a big part of the human experience is that we've kind of come together based off of our, our gendered groups. And then we step outside of that 
whenever appropriate. And I know that that can ruffle some people's feathers, especially when we're living through a, like a total movement to do the opposite. But I can't ignore the great gifts that that gave me as a child. And, and you know, sometimes you do just pass down to your children the same thing because you got to benefit from it. Well, Sean Zepps, you are a wealth of knowledge and experience and understanding. And we always appreciate having you on All Day Breakfast. The book is called Not Like Other Dads. And hopefully we'll see you again very, very soon. Thanks for having me on, boys. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Really appreciate you hanging out with us once again. Good news is we've got a sweet little episode for you tomorrow as well. Yeah, back here, same time, same place. We'll catch you then. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.